call, y'all. Check us out, check us out, check us out. Here on the Market Talk Podcast, I got a special guest, a real special guest, one of my best friends, my brother, uh, Desmond Sweet. We're going to get the hand claps on that. <laughs> Welcome to the Market Talk Podcast. All right, man. So, we're going to start. How was your day today, man? It was good, man. It was good. Yeah, so, this is going to be one of my, uh, one of my co-hosts. If his schedule permits, we have different people in here. You're going to help me uh, do this uh, podcast, different thing like that. So, if you can do that for me. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about what's to come. All right. So, we always do some little one more question before we get into the podcast. And, guys, this is going to be a good one. So, I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. So, the first one is uh, we always do is uh, what's your favorite color? What is my favorite color? My favorite color is black. Black, why is it black? Black is beautiful, man. Yeah? It's beautiful. I don't think I have a favorite color, really. I think there's just colors that maybe I rely on more, but I love black. All right, so black. That's the second one that told me, black. I never yeah, thought of that. Black. So what's your uh, favorite movie? My favorite movie? Ooh. I would say uh, one of my favorite movies was um, Poetic Justice. For real? Yep. Janet Jackson, Tupac. Yep, Chicago with that brush. And then recently here, um, I like the movie Fences. Really? I, I haven't seen Somebody told me about to watch it because it's yeah. kind of like yeah. weird and something like that. Fences is a good movie. Um, check it out now since uh, you said that. My wife is, is putting me more into the, um, into the theater and to the arts oh, and okay. to watching plays and stuff like that. So that particular movie... I could tell it was a Broadway play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Denzel Washington. He's, exactly. He's the best to ever do it. I know you got a new movie coming out, Equalizer 2, so yeah. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. The first one was phenomenal. Yeah, he's the best to ever do it. All right, we got a couple more, and then we're going to get into this podcast. So what uh, would you say, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes or waffles, it depends on who's making them. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know so, some, of your, some of your guests, because I watch the podcast myself, some of your guests have, you know, Varying beliefs on that pancakes or waffles. Um, I'm gonna throw out a couple restaurants here. If Lolo is making it, it's the waffle. Okay. Um, and then there's this. Uh, if Cracker Barrel is making it, it's the pancake. Um, there's another restaurant that my boy took me to on 24th and Camelback. The Scramble pancakes are phenomenal. Really? Scramble? Yeah. Yep. I heard of that place. Yep. You walk in and it looks like a. Um, he's gonna laugh when he sees this. It looks like a a upscale cafeteria. <laughs> it looks like an upscale cafeteria, but the pancakes, the pancakes are the truth. So you are recommending somebody, people to go there then? Absolutely. So we giving the scramble, we giving y'all the yeah the shout out for that. That's a good job. All right, so all right, that's a good one. So last one, and what you say? Uh, apple juice or orange juice? Apple juice or orange juice? Orange juice. Orange juice? 
Yeah. I don't like yeah. the aftertaste. Of orange Man, you don't drink apple juice after you turn 13 years old, man. Yeah. When it's nice and cold, you will. That's, that's a good one. That's Mm-mm. a good Mm-mm. Especially you got kids. They like apple juice anyway, so you may have to drink. Mm-mm. Orange juice. And and, and, and here's here's the deal. with my, my daughter drinks orange juice. Always has drunk orange juice. Uh, but I started drinking orange juice after my grandfather, Bishop King, okay. taking him to breakfast and stuff. Mm-hmm. He would always tell me that the uh, orange juice is a pre-meal beverage. Oh, okay. And so he would drink his orange juice, then have his coffee with his breakfast. I'd never seen nothing like that before in my life. Yeah, I thought the coffee would be pre. I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. So Yes, sir. Orange juice. Simply, to be specific. All right, then. So... Y'all might be wondering, like, why are you interviewing Desi? But we see Desi lost a lot of weight. If you guys who knows Desi, you know, so this is gonna be, it's gonna be here. He gonna tell us how it all all happened. So we're gonna get down and dirty, and yeah. So down to the details. So can we? So we gonna start with? Can we ask like, so how did the weight loss uh, how the weight loss come about? Well, the weight loss come about, man. Is it's it's been a journey. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me. Right, you know right. how, how long I dealt with um, being morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. Like um, at my highest weight, I was 511 pounds. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so I was morbidly obese. So about three years ago, uh, me and my wife decided that we were going to make a commitment to ourselves mm-hmm. to to get ourselves together mm-hmm. and to get our uh, to get our focus on our weight. So. We started doing a pescatarian lifestyle, so we stopped eating all the beef and pork mm-hmm. um, and the chicken, and we focused on, on vegetables and on seafood. Okay. And so even in that, we were pescatarian for, I want to say about a year, year and a half, okay. and I lost about 40 to 50 pounds. Wow. And so just, it, just off the off the food you was eating. Yep, off the pescatarian working out. Um, my wife has been working out probably for. I want to say consistently for about seven or eight years. And so I got on board and started working out with her. So between changing the way I was eating and doing the exercise, and mm-hmm. I lost about 50 pounds. But think about it is when you're 500 pounds, to lose 50 pounds is like nothing. Okay. So I would literally go through all of this stress and all of this struggle and be like, man, like my commitment level is very high, but I am not seeing a change. And so uh, it was at that point that I began to look at, well, continue my search Mm -hmm. and looking for a weight loss procedure that would be able to help me satisfy my needs. So um, I would say nine years ago, back in 2010, I was still working at um, at a Fortune 500 uh, company at a bank at that time. And that's when I originally first started looking into weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And so the first surgery that I was looking at, and I'm glad I didn't get it, the Lord knew, I was getting ready to do the lap band. And so there's a lot of complications that have stimulated around the lap band. Um, Things like the band wasn't working. It uh, let me explain to people because a lot of people don't know what it was. But so a lap band, a lap band is a particular band. It is a device, is what the surgeons refer to it. It is a device that is inserted into your body and takes your stomach, and it like caps off. If I could use this as an example, like the top part of your stomach in such a fashion like that. So you still have the rest of your stomach down here. It caps it off. And so what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to we see this in the yeah, camera? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to keep your food here and make it matriculate down to your stomach uh, a little bit slower, causing for you to have that full sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was happening is is because you know it's not one size fits all, there's a little jelly ring that is inside of the band and it connects to um, 
a device that kind of sits right here on your stomach. And so if that needs to be adjusted, they literally take a, a needle with um so saline. before you get into that, so do they cut you open it to do all this or is like Um no, it's it, it's um endoscopic, I believe is the term oh, they use for. Okay. And so they, they put the saline in there and that basically opens the band or clamps the band down more. And so some people were having issues because their band was too tight. And some people were having issues because the band was too big. Obviously, if it's too big, you just yeah, you're eating. You, you got your regular size yeah, stomach yeah. and ain't, ain't nothing happening. So, you know, I, I, I opted against that, just fearful of the procedure and fearful of everything that was going on. Um, and so after doing some research, I decided that I wanted more information about the, uh, the sleeve, which uh -huh. is the vertical sleeve gastrectomy, which is the, the, the surgery that I opted for. And um, I did it. April of 2017, I did it. Okay. I did it. So that that quick, you lost. But I want to go back real quick when you was, when you was referring to obesity. Yeah. To me, I think when I think obesity, I think of somebody that can't get around, somebody struggling. And like I said, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Yeah. And to you, you made you felt comfortable. I guess you yeah. you got around. We played basketball. Yeah. We did things. Yeah. You ran around. Yeah. So when I think of obesity, I, I don't think of a person like I didn't think you were, you were obese when you say that. Yeah. So if somebody would told me, yo, you know, this is obese, I, I would probably get angry because I'm like, why are you going? No, no, he's not. I wouldn't believe that. So yeah. So what what what's a form? Some people out there probably don't even know they think they are obese. How, how how would you prefer that term to be like somebody's obese? Well, you know, uh, careful not to offend anybody because I am still um, big at heart. You know, I I look at the mirror sometimes and say, who is that? Guy? <laughs> you know, I wake up and scare myself. I'd be like, what the oh? So um. Obesity is described according to where you fall in what is called a body mass index or a BMI, where they take your height versus your weight, okay. put you on a chart, and determine where your level is. Gotcha. Um, and my BMI was something like 70s. And wow. your BMI should be, I think, 30, oh, low 30s or okay. something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was morbidly obese. And there are some uh, physicians that have thrown around a term called extreme morbid obesity. Mm -hmm. I fell into the extreme morbid obesity. Man, 511 pounds I see, I would never, is what I was. I would but never see, man, uh, the, you seen the movie Ray? You seen the movie yeah. Ray where Ray is blind, he's walking around the house, and mm -hmm. his mama tell him, I ain't going to make you no cripple. Right. Find out how many stairs it takes to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. That's the house I lived in. I mean, my, uh, my being big was not a ticket for me just to do nothing. Like, I played football. I, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not going to mention the name that we used to call it, but you know how it is when one person's in the front, you throw the football to the back, and everybody got to oh, yeah. make it to the touchdown line. You know, I played football. I played basketball. I mowed lawns with my grandfather. I worked with my daddy. We had to trim hedges. You know, I did everything that was expected of me to be done. Um, and so when you say, I, I've heard people ask, were you comfortable at that weight? It was all I knew. Okay, okay. It was all I knew. Yeah, I remember one of the prime one of the prime reasons for me wanting to ensure that I got a job at 16 was so that I could afford the expensive name brand clothes at the big and tall store. Wow. So this is 16. So at 16 years old, man, I was wearing 4X at 16 years old, going to high school. But I learned to embrace it, man. Okay. Got me an old school Cadillac and rolled yeah, and Cadillac was dope. threw the windows down, burnt rubber on the turns, and I embraced it. 
It was all I knew. So so doing so doing that surgery. Um, are you happy? I say I know you got time. It takes time. That's, that's what we'll say. What's the time uh, like? The time limit or. Uh, do you give do you give yourself a goal of weight you want to be or how comfortable you want to be? Like you stop, I'm gonna stop right here. I'm yeah. good right here. Yeah. Do you give yourself yeah. that? Or are you yeah. are you still trying to get there? Or? Well, um, still trying to get there is something that I finally came to closure on uh, when I hit my year mark. They typically say you're gonna lose your maximum amount of weight in the first year. You will continue on to have residual weight loss mm-hmm. uh, for the next six months to a year. By the time you hit two years. You are done. Oh, okay. um, and so I've been watching the scale, man. It ain't been moving in a while, but you know. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that um, with the drastic reaction that I took my body through, and with the amount of discipline that I have to utilize now, um, I have to utilize more discipline now more than physical discipline because after you've been out of the surgery for a while. You begin to be able to eat again. Okay. Um, so the amount of discipline that I exercise now. I feel like my body has taken me to a, a, a sweet spot. Okay. I don't, if I lose more weight, I don't see it being an extreme amount. But with the Lord being my help, I ain't going to gain one. Right. So, like you said, the lab band had things like that. So, you, you might, let's say it's too loose, you could still be doing the same thing. But your surgery you had, so it's not possible for you to, like, get back to that no because all of this stomach that we were talking about that would be there with the lap band mm-hmm. it is gone also oh, they remo- remove that yeah it is gone oh like the size of my the, they, they remove about approximately 75 to 80 percent of your stomach oh so, so i'm yeah, thinking yeah. i think when they say a sleeve yeah. they put something like a sleeve yeah. or yeah so yeah. it's gone so yeah. you're not getting yeah. that back no no i don't have a device oh, man i had a procedure man. and so that was i struggled with that and i asked <sighs> i had a i had a family member and um i'm not going to mention any names or genders but i asked this and that um had the same surgery and helped confirm that it was the season of my life to do that and so i asked him i said um and i'm going to tell you the same thing he told me it is gone never to be seen again and here's the deal. Well, speaking of that, um, when I came out of the procedure, my surgeon, whose name is Dr. Robin, Robin Blackstone, one of the greatest physicians in the United States of America, Dr. Robin Blackstone. Give him a hand clap back, Dr. Blackstone. Yeah. And so she, um, she went and spoke with my wife. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing uh, bariatric surgery, which is weight loss surgery. The, the term is bariatric. She's been doing bariatric surgeries for approximately... I want to say maybe 20 to 25 years. Wow, so, so before yeah. it was even mainstream. Okay. She told my wife that I had one of the largest stomachs she had ever seen in the history of her doing bariatric surgeries. Now she has worked on thousands, not hundreds, thousands of patients. Wow. And so it, 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 it's things like that that let me know that I was fighting a losing battle, brother. Mm-hmm. Like literally, the only way I knew to stop eating was typically because all of the food was off of the plate. It was not necessarily because my whole full sensation, it just wasn't there. So I had social cues to let me know when I had had enough. I got sick of the flavor. The food was Mm -hmm. gone. Everybody at the table stopped eating. Mm -hmm. Um, But that whole full sensation, man, I overrode that probably when I was six or seven years old. Wow. So I I I have two questions I wanted to get real quick. Is the but the first one is like, 
what what made you feel comfortable enough? Because I know you, and mm -hmm. I, I know we, we both, we don't want everybody in our business. Mm -hmm. And this is something serious. I know a lot of people want to ask you this question when they see you. But what, what, what made you want to even even do talk about this? Well, the reason why I want to talk about it is is, is not to help people. Wow. Because that's the first thing they say. Is, oh, he's doing it to that's help people. That's what I thought this would be. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a minister of the gospel, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, by calling. And I am a, a trainer, workforce development uh, professional by profession. So I train people on how to gain employment. Um, that's what I do. So all day long, every day, I help people. So it would be natural for me to say, oh, because I wanted to help somebody. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I, I decided to release my truth um, because I think that it will free me even more. Gotcha. At this season in life, man, I'm, I'm at a phase of living life true within perspective, knowing who I am, knowing what I have to present, knowing what I have to give. And it is just like the time when my mother would sit me down and say, hey, tonight we're eating baked chicken. I hated baked chicken for dinner. Really? Like, oh, my goodness. I hated what, baked what, chicken. What's about baked chicken you don't like? Well, you know, back then we didn't have all of the modern uh, things Fla that we like had. Like flavor? In, uh, no, it was always dry. Man. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, so, and so baked chicken gotcha. was dry and it was boring and it was nothing... It was nothing sexy about baked chicken. Gotcha. You could have took that same chicken and battered it and fried it, man. I didn't want no baked chicken. Okay. But my mother told me um, one time, she said, son, you can take it or leave it. And so now that's how I feel like with my life. Mm -hmm. You can take me or leave me. I'm, 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 I'm enough. I have enough confidence in myself. And it's true confidence. Because, mm -hmm. see, I, would, I was always a confident person. Yeah, always. Person. Yeah, that's you know, not I dumb. was always... Uh, uh, the life of the party, willing to talk, willing to do things. Uh, but now I've learned that I can even be confident in silence. That's a, I'm going to steal that quote. And, and my next question was, I was going to come follow up with, was knowing, knowing, like I said, I just learned that you say it's take, you, cut, you have to cut most of your stomach off. Like, did you go in this, going in with fear? Like, like if somebody else think, watching this, did you have a lot of fear? Or are you just like, I got to do it, I got to do it, but like, were you afraid or I, second I, chance? You mean second thoughts? I had fear. Um, I had fear. And, and, and my statistics may be off. But when I went to the orientation to learn more about the surgery, my surgeon helped give me um, a, a consolation that I was making the right decision. And the first thing that she said is, is it's like one in 1,000 people die simply from having a tonsillectomy. One in 1,800 die from bariatric surgery. More people die from a tonsillectomy than they do from a bariatric surgery. And what's the tonsil? What is Removing your tonsils, getting your tonsils. People removed. die from that? Yes, sir. Oh, I didn't yes, know sir. that either. Yes, sir. And so she said that, and I was like, oh, okay. Then she said, at your level of obesity and with your BMI, the likelihood of you losing this weight is less than 10%. And it's easy for somebody to say, oh, well, I'm going to be the 10%. Yeah, you know, I tried to be that 10% a long time. I mean, people don't know how far we go back. Right. Beaumont. People don't know how far we go back. That, that, I didn't know you still had that Honda. But that Honda, <laughs> that Honda, you remember picking me up from Weight Watchers mm -hmm. classes? I mean, we go back, man. And yeah. so you know how long that I have fought mm -hmm. and struggled with this. And I think I got comfortable with it. I'm like, he's comfortable. He don't look unhealthy. like we know you were you were big, but I just didn't. In my mind, I didn't think because you never like you never was like, oh, like um, like you was always upbeat, you was always going. So I'm like, maybe it's just natural. 
Right. So right. The, so so another question is like people as kind of like on the on the heavy side, can you be heavy and be healthy? Like is is it okay or you have to get that like certain weight? The reality was it depends on what measuring stick you decide to use. Okay. I'll put it in those terms. On paper, I was healthy. The only thing unhealthy about me was my weight. And I said that to say this. A lot of people feel like, oh, you got to have diabetes. you got to mm-hmm. have high blood pressure. When I tell you that the doctors was astounded every year when they got my blood work back, <laughs> they would be looking at me. I mean, they would poke me to see if I was real. You know what I mean? Wow. They just could not believe. I, I went to a homeopathic doctor because me and my wife struggled with infertility. And I'm going to touch on that um, hopefully before we wrap this up. Oh, yeah. so I went to a homeopathic doctor. Um, to see what I needed to do to get myself together to help us conceive. She looked at the paperwork after combing all of the hormones and things that I had been through and said, you just have to have something going on. Wow. To be this heavy, you got to have something blocking your GI tract and we're getting false numbers. You got to have this, you got to have that. No, no. Which lets me know that, yes, to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. your average, we're built a certain way. That's part of the reason why I kind of came to the comfort level of I am a stocky individual. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you can look at my history. You can look at my family tree. You can look at old pictures. That's another thing, guys. We're going on this live. You're going to see the pictures. We're going to put these pictures up right now so you can start seeing these pictures that we talking. Yeah, man. I've always been a stocky individual. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was uncomfortable and I was unhappy. Wow. So even through, you know, physical health, you can look at that measuring stick. Oh, yeah, it was going to lead to this. Yeah, I had knee pains and stuff like that. But I point to you as somebody who has uh, optimum weight and they still have knee issues. So, yeah, all of that stuff plays a factor. I'm not ignorant to believe that if I continue to be 511 pounds, that, yes, it would have led to something. Right. But can a person be big and still be healthy? Sure. I look at my grandma King. My grandma King lived till she was ninety three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. People don't know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dime her out and tell what her dress size was. But you know, all of those years, she wasn't the size she was. People don't know. See, I don't know. I, I, I met her in '03, and she, she ate was, bacon to the day she died. Yeah. She was a special woman, man. So Extremely that's that's special. a whole new podcast on Extremely both special. your grandmothers. They they took me in, man. So I yeah. missed them all. I miss, I think about them all the time, and I think about them all the time. Yeah. That was my family. We wasn't blood, but that was my family. And now, no man, I, I I miss her so much too, man. Yeah. So yeah. So another question is like, uh, so you 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 have a daughter now. Yeah. So did did she? Do you think she really knew that the 511-pound Desi, or she going to no. know this Desi? No. That's all she going to know. No. She looked at a picture of me the other day, uh, one of these pictures that I, that I shared with you. She looked at a picture of me the other day, and she never said anything. Mm-hmm. But she took a moment to focus, and then she said, oh, daddy. Wow. So she really, you know, uh, she really, at that age, and, 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 and I'm praying that that continues. At this age... You know, we really don't look at body right. size and, yeah. and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, she saw me. She saw uh, my qualities, my facial features and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it took her a minute to resonate, but she knew that that was her dad. Yeah. Now, when we get down, you know, down the road and she sees the difference, then, right. of course, she will, she will be able to, to understand more. And while she, uh, she is a large part 
of why I decided to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yes, health was one. But me and my wife have made a commitment to one another. If with all in our power, we never want to do anything to embarrass our Okay. And so there was a time when um, I had to pick up my nephew from school. And um, I have a few nephews, so I'm not calling any names out. But I went to pick up my nephew from school. And when I picked him up from school, at my highest weight, the class was laughing at me. Wow. The class was laughing at me. And, I, and I, I've dealt with with kids. Mm-hmm. Kids are some of the most rudest individuals <laughs> yeah, in the world. They are. And so the Hard. class was laughing at me. But and you what, knew that you knew they were laughing at you. Yeah. Okay. Because it, yeah, man, because all the comments are going, why is he so big? Oh my God. Who is that? And so yeah, yeah, I knew they was laughing at me. Why are you so big? And I'm like, man, well if I gave you the answer to that, I right. I could solve you know some of the world issues. But um, what really hurt me is when I looked at my nephew and I saw the embarrassment in his eyes. And I said, I never want to have my child in that position. Wow. And then I said, what's going to happen when she's ready to take a field trip and I can't get on the bus? And she said, Daddy's sitting next to me. And I struggle to get in that seat. Yeah. And all the rest of the kids are sitting next to their father. Yeah, it's, and it's something about your kid when you, like, it's still weird for both of us to have kids. Like I said, we've been knowing each other for so long. Yeah, man. But the, like, the love that we have for our kid, like, you would do anything for your kid. Like, oh, yeah. my commitment, like, my love for these two. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, I heard it before if I had kids. He was like, oh, whatever. But when you had a kid, man, you would do anything, man, you anything, move, man. You move so. heaven and earth. Like, listen, we just got through talking about how this experience that I had on the light rail the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that. So, and so I'm going to put this out there, too, because um, some of you people can be the most judgmental people. There's always been a certain light that is placed on us that uses public transportation. So let me cover that right quick. Um, Part of Arizona, man, you know, everybody has a car. Every restaurant has a parking lot. But there are other places outside of Arizona where people rely on public transportation. So I typically ride the light rail to work and home every day. And so just before we got started, my wife sent me a text message saying that there was an altercation on the light rail and somebody uh, somebody died. Somebody lost their life, which is which is which is not a funny situation. But yesterday I dealt with somebody who had an altercation on the light rail, pulled out a, 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 a box cutter. And, you know, there were other people on the light rail, but I was, it's not time for me to be a hero. So we, we I got about the Waffle House hero, too. So you're not yeah. going to do that. No, 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 no. Because uh-uh, uh-uh. I got to be I got to be Hattie's hero. You know, I got to be Hattie's hero, brother. If she would have been there. It's different. So, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. so speaking of our commitment to kids, when 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 brother pulled out that box cutter, soon as that thing. First of all, I got up and went to the nearest exit mm. on the other side of the train. People are, looking at, people, people are looking at me like, what do we do? I'm like, you better follow suit. You know, you sitting there puzzled. I'm showing you the way. You know what I mean? All you gotta do, I'm laying the dots. All you got to do is connect oh, them. As yeah. soon as that door opened, I got off that train and went to another one. Now, if my daughter was on there, uh-huh. it would have been a different situation. Would you, would you have calmed it down? or? I, I don't you were good at talking. That's one thing Daisy good at. I think you could have calmed them down and say, hey, man, what y'all doing? This is stupid. You know, you know, I probably could have. Yeah. I probably could have, but I probably would have took the same steps I would have took. But 
you know, when your kids are involved, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I don't know. But I would be willing to do things that would put even my own safety at jeopardy mm-hmm. for the sake of my daughter. Right. Yeah. So that's. So, yeah. So we're going to. This is this is going to be a great podcast. And say, say, say if uh, somebody's watching this and they want to ask questions, would you, would you allow them somebody to maybe yep. send you a message or anything, have a question yep. about this? Yep. I think you're going to help a lot of people. And then one of the things I, I ain't going to let me know it's cool to ask and we cut this part out, we keep it in there. Well, but it's, it's a thing now people say you got a cheating. Like you, yeah, ain't, yeah, you, yeah. You I'm ain't, glad you brought that up. You didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't I'm do it the right way and such. But to me, and, Hearing, hearing that, you got half your stomach taken out. I don't want to hear nothing about no cheating. That's that's commitment. Not not only did half of my stomach taken out, man, people don't see the nights you spend in the gym. Okay. People don't see the fact that. So you working out. You, you ain't just got this, oh, and yeah. you just cool oh, now. Yeah, the YMCA membership is for real, man. Wow. We hit up that trail right there on Central, um, the bridal path from Bethany home all the way up to Northern. Um, so it's two miles there and two miles back. So, wow. yeah, the workout commitment is real. Um but yeah, I forget what her name is. The one that does the Bonnet Chronicles. Is it Tammy? Yeah, Tammy. Yeah. Tammy yeah. got on there one time and she was like, oh, you know, uh, don't tell me, don't post no Transformation Tuesday picture if you done had bariatric surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your personal belief. Right. You know, but nobody will understand my struggle and the things that I have been through. Right. And, you know, you can say that I'm cheating, you know, all you want to. But at the end of the day. I'm the one got to lay my head down. Exactly. That's all that matters. And so I'm not here to prove that I work harder than you or that I work less than you. But I'm here to prove that this was my path. Mm -hmm. I was successful. And um, I'm living my best life on the other side of that surgery. I got to say, man, you look good, man. I I I I seen you. I was like, man. I tried to. Man, you you look good, man. And I know know you've been saying your wife, but can I say? Can I say? What? Mika? Mika? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I, I don't yeah. So you saying Mika? So what? That's why I want to know what's Mika thoughts about this whole thing. Like, what's her? Well, first because another first thing of all, is because Mika, cause Mika to me, she started first. Like, she lost a lot of weight. First doing of all, things. yeah, yeah. Let's go. She that. stopped. So, she stopped eating the uh, five, the six cheeses uh, macaroni <laughs> and the grits and debris. But let's stop there. Let's stop there. So Mika, um, Mika has been extremely supportive the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me set the record straight. In the words of Claire Huxtable, the mm-hmm. record straight. Shamika did not have a surgery. Right. Because, um, you know, a lot of people do a lot of things together. And okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, mm-hmm. they do couples massage, couples uh-huh. pedicures, and couples bariatric surgery. That's not our <laughs> testimony. I'm fine with that. That's not our testimony. Gotcha. Um, Shama- so, that's a good thing because some people probably thought she did too. Because yeah. she lost a lot of weight. Oh, she gets it's, the, like, it's, it's a big difference. She, so people. She, so she you gets pe- the looks and the hmms, and so um. So no, you people thought she did, yeah. boom, in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, it's not, it, it's not even that. It's just the fact that you know people get the talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that that's that's kind of the reason why I'm here today is because you know uh, I could be standing in front of a potato chip line mm-hmm. and somebody say, "Can you eat that?" I can't even think your mama can. Wait, eat. wait, wait. So yeah. so people you don't even know. People pe- no people that I have never told. My story that I've even had weight loss surgery. Wow! Come up to me and start having conversations about what I can eat, what they feel like I can do. Wow, I've even had some, I've even had somebody tell me now the surgery you had is better because I'm like, first of all, how do you know I had surgery? Now you gonna you tell me? You ain't t- you ain't said nothing to them. Man, people are funny. But going back to wow. my wife, my wife has supported me 
every single step mm-hmm. of the way. Now here, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, it is a high percentage, a high percentage of people who have bariatric surgery who are not able um, to 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 stay married. Mm. Yeah, man, it's the statistics are out there. It's high. I've heard somebody say eighty percent, but I don't think it's that high. But the statistics so are out there. So of course, so it's the people that lost the weight. Look, can they looking good and stuff? And they just they feeling themselves. Got it, got it. And I'm got feeling it, myself. It, got it, got it. But I got sense. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I remember getting in the car one time, and I was cracking jokes with my wife. I was like, "Yeah, babe, you know all the people at work saying how good I look." <laughs> blah 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 blah. And she looked at me and she said, you know what, Desmond? What they see now, I've saw all the time. Wow. That's, she trying to get points, boy. You know what I mean? God. And so, and so uh, you hear preachers say things like, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't stay with a woman <laughs> like that? That's good stuff, man. So, yeah, my wife has, has been there. She's been um, everything that I needed and more. And so um, I, I, I guess I'm here today because... Um, part of the reason why I wouldn't share is because I didn't know whether I was going to be a success. You know, you can mm-hmm. look at YouTube and all of that kind of stuff because you still have the capacity to put on calories. Yeah, my stomach is small, mm-hmm. uh, but I have to stop myself from drinking sweet tea. Okay, you know, those are liquid calories that that don't matter what kind of stomach you wow. got; those calories are going to go in. I have to stop myself from eating ice cream. So it's the discipline that is involved in stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, that still have to be employed. So I didn't know that I was going to be a quote-unquote success. Mm -hmm. And some people may still feel like I'm not. But I know that I am. They don't know you then, so. I know that I am. So, there's another question. I have have a lot of questions. So, another question is, um, so when you you said you get start eating again, like what's what's the is it everybody different or everybody kind of similar the same? Like when mm-hmm. you can start eating really, cause I know you gotta go on a diet right before you do it or well, something see, like yeah, that. See, it just just depends. I'm telling y'all, www.robinblackstone.com. Sorry, I don't know whether that's her <laughs> website or not. But Dr. Blackstone, um, I didn't go on a, on a liquid diet. Wow. And that was thank you Jesus, because when I tell you, Wingstop knew my name and my order. <laughs> When I tell you, I would drive you, through. You just that spot. Boy. I would drive through Whataburger. But take my wife to tell the story. I would drive through Whataburger, and I, I still remember my order to this day. I would get whatever that uh, breakfast on the bun is, no egg, extra sausage. Wow. And so when I would order this meal, the man on the other side of the microphone one morning, he said, "Big man, is that you?" <laughs> My wife is sitting right there, and I'm like, "Nah, man, man. it ain't me. <laughs> it's somebody else." But, 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 no. but I, 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 I said that to say this, man. The process, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing, I can't do anymore. And okay. so, um, I can still eat the sausage sandwich now. I'm, I'm a year out. I can. Over, you give me an hour, I didn't eat anything you put in front of me. Mm-hmm. But that's why you hear people say you have to use the tool, the tool of the sleeve. When you get that full sensation, when you get that clench, when you know mm-hmm. that it's time that you've ate enough, you got to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Save it for the next meal or do that. Um, but to start off, to answer your question, to start off, um, no, I did not have to do any type of uh, liquid diet. A lot of surgeons do. Dr. Blackstone didn't require that out of me. Mm-hmm. But when you come off of it, it's a process. So you do liquids for a few days um and then like a week out i was eating uh blended uh 
blended pinto beans. Okay. I don't, uh, very similar to refried beans, but I don't want to say refried beans because they say, oh, we got, he was eating refried beans. <laughs> but here's the, here's the deal. I had it at my doctor's office. She actually oh, okay. gave us our first meal. And really? so, I, yeah, I ate, I ate some blended uh, pinto beans and some blended green beans. Felt like so I you was, say blended was like a spoon or a straw? No, it's a spoon. Oh, so blend, okay. Yeah. No, no, you say blended. I'm thinking of it's blended. No, it's blender a spoon. Or something. And, and my doctor is not a proponent for, for protein shakes. I drink protein shakes because there's a certain amount of protein that I need to get in every day. Mm-hmm. But she's not a proponent for protein because wow. she feels like it's not sustainable. So it depends on the doctor that you go through. Awesome. Man. Yeah. Man. So. Yeah, man. So going back to what I was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to add this in there. A lot of times in our community, we are afraid to show our true self mm-hmm. because of what we feel is the perceived shame behind it. Will you say the black community or just community, period? Well, I'm going to touch on the black community because right. that's, the, that's the community. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not OJ. I'm, I don't think I belong to another community. Now, I will be <laughs> sharing this with my professional network. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people that I work with want to know about my journey, and they don't know either. Okay. Um, so I will be sharing this with my professional network, but this is specific to the black community. There's always a shame that is associated mm-hmm. with some of the most difficult things that we could ever face. Mm-hmm. It started with my wife and her infertility. She didn't want to even share the fact that she was dealing with infertility because of the shame associated with it. Because she didn't want to be known as the barren woman. It goes back to biblical I days. I about to say biblical days, like, but now it's, it's still the same. You're known by the things that you face. Or, or here comes Desi who had the surgery. I got to the place now to where that really doesn't matter anymore. Okay. I'm looking for my own freedom step by step process by process there's a shame that's involved the reason why those men got in a fight on the light rail is because one man continued to ask the other young man do you know who you are do you know who you are do you know who you are and i i know what he was trying to do he was trying to really show the young man who he was in this society two black men trying to show who he was and what his contribution needs to be to society. Mm-hmm. And because the young man wasn't answering the questions the way that the older man wanted him to, he told the young man, you should be ashamed of yourself. Wow. That triggered off something in that young man that upset him mm-hmm. because nobody wants to feel shameful. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. And so that is something that a message that I want to communicate to the masses is that when we have knowledge, mm-hmm. when we have information, we should be willing to share it with people, and there should be no shame associated with it. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help. I'm here to guide. I'm here to support. You know, even if it is um, a believer who is sharing information about the Bible, there is ways that we ought to share information with people who are unbelievers, and there's no shame attached. How many times do young people come to our churches and our services and we make them feel shame? Yeah. How many times can people step into my workforce development classes and because they never wrote a resume in life, I have the ability to make them feel shame? No. That's an opportunity for me to help pull you up. And, and some of the people, like the older people, they make them feel shame. Some of them, do you think some of them look ignorant? Not saying, not trying to reach that word badly, but they don't, they don't know what they're doing. Like, Because, you know, us growing up in the church, you know, if a young lady come in, maybe she she her her whole life wasn't in church, so that's all she knows. And they come in, what are you doing? And make her feel ashamed. Do you think it's ignorance of of making them feel like that? Or other people were like, 
if you look up different the, things. If you look up the definition of the word um, ignorance, mm-hmm. is typically stimulated around a lack of exposure. Okay. And so I think sometimes our senior saints or our senior members of our church or our senior members of our community communicate the same way that they were communicated to. Right, right. And we can stimulate that all the way back to Jim Crow and to cotton fields and to the struggle that we as a people have had to overcome. Mm -hmm. But as we progress and as we learn, we do the best we can Mm -hmm. to now present things in a way that's palatable. Now, um, I'm going to say this, and for some people it may be politically incorrect, and for some people it may be absolutely correct, but hey, it is what it is. While I am not a fan of Bill Cosby and the steps that his life has taken up into this point, Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of Heathcliff Huxtable. Yeah, yeah. And so what the Cosby show had was an episode to where uh, Heathcliff and Claire have been um, advised of the fact that uh, Vanessa is now engaged to a man by the name of Dabness Blinky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Heathcliff goes on to try to explain to Dabnis Bricky the reason why he did not accept him. Mm-hmm. So he asked Dabnis Bricky, you know, how do you like your steak? How do you like it prepared? And so he's going on and on, and Dabnis Bricky is really telling him, man, I like my steak like this. I like it with these trimmings. I like it with this side. And he says, you know what? How would you digest that if somebody gave it to you on the lid of a garbage can? And Dabnis Bricky said, well, man, I wouldn't want that at all. And he tells Dabnis. The reason why I'm having trouble with you is because Vanessa has brought you to me on a garbage can lid. A lot of times when we bring information to people and we bring it on a shameful surface, Mm -hmm. we are delivering great information on a garbage can lid. Great information, but it will never be digested because of how we deliver it. That's how it is. And some people won't ever change from that either. So you got to kind of. Take it from there. Nah, man. So, yeah, if y'all got questions, mm-hmm. at Desmond.Sweet on Instagram. Um, my page is, 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 is not private. It is open, at Desmond.Sweet on Instagram. Inbox me, DM me, shoot me the information. I'll be glad to answer questions for you. Um, we can even have a phone call. I'm willing to be a support um, to whoever that needs it. And here's the deal. If... if if you want to remain anonymous, do whatever. I'm not going to share your, your deepest, right, darkest right, of right. secrets because I understand what path you've taken. I understand what road that you're on. Um, but if I can provide support, I will. And I think I think we should do this. We're gonna. I think we should do another ep, uh, podcast about this. Maybe we could do something like I don't know. We could do something if it, if time permits. We could do something like weekly because I think this is gonna help a lot of people. You know. Not just the weight thing, but just the confidence of things, how to help people yeah. with that, like the, being shameful, how how to overcome that. And like I said, I I know you for sure. You can help people with that. You better with that than I am. So like I said, I think it's going to be a, a great podcast. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Like you said, you you need to do it for help, but I think it's going to help and make people understand a lot a little more. And you know, because some people, like I said, they don't they some people don't know how to come about how how to talk about. It. I know some people. I heard people that had it and they lied about it. Yeah. Because they don't they don't know how to Yeah. Yeah. Like I worked it out and me and everybody yeah, know me, you me, didn't me, do let it. Me, let me tell you and, and, and I'm uh, again man, it's my coming out party. Yeah, yeah. When people typically ask me, How did you lose all of that weight? You know what my response is? What's that? I'm doing some of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean and, and that's the reality. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some of everything. But 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 um if someone needs help in this capacity, I am willing 
uh, to help. I, I had a great support system. My parents were a support. My brother was a support. I've already spoke of the support that my wife was. My pastor was a support. Mm-hmm. We talked about them senior saints. He didn't understand it, mm-hmm. but he was a support. Um, first thing he told me was, have you tried this? And have you tried that? <laughs> oh. And I gave him like a week's notice. Okay, I didn't want to know okay. doing it too much. Yeah. I said, you know what, Pastor? I didn't come here for new tips. Mm-hmm. I came here for prayer. Right. And so he was like, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. And so, yeah, my pastor was, was, was a big support. And then I've had uh, some coworkers that were a support to me as well. Shout out to Janet and Connie. Shout out to y'all out there. And what what I have a question. What was your greatest moment so far of your uh of your weight loss? What's what's your one of your greatest moments you can think of recently? One of the greatest moments that I can think, man, you know, and this is so cliche because if you ever look at YouTubes and videos around this, they have something called NSVs, mm-hmm. which are called non surgical victories. Okay. Um, so man, one of my greatest moments was being able to get fly on a plane. Uh, sat in the middle and was not so uncomfortable that wow. I felt like I was bleeding over and leaking on people and stuff like that, man. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I would have never, ever, ever done that. People don't understand that even when one of those pictures is with me and Kendrick Perkins, mm-hmm. um, where he took care of us. You know, that was your mm-hmm. friend growing up in the day. Mm-hmm. He took care of us and uh, allowed us to come watch him at the game. Mm-hmm. You never knew this. But the nervousness that I would feel even getting ready to go through that clicker at the door of wow, an arena, man. Never needing the end seat everywhere I went, family helping to shield me and protect me. My wife knew every ache and detail of my life, man. Being able to sit in a booth at a restaurant. Stuff that, that your average person just thinks. Like I said, I know you. We know man, each other brother, forever. Brother, I never even knew I, this. Brother, I work for the city of Phoenix. And I remember getting in the vehicle, uh, a city car, so that I could go and travel and, and do my training one day and having to go back to the man who ran the motor pool and tell him, you know what, man, I got to get the minivan because the seatbelt doesn't fit. Wow. These things, these things are, are, are non-surgical. So, so greatest moment, I don't, I don't remember one mm-hmm. greatest moment, um, but, 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 you know, I guess another one of my greatest moments that I'll remember is a few days ago, my daughter pushed me in my stomach and she said, you big. (laughs) And I smiled because I did not have the second thought of, man, I am big. And and, and she's going to be, this is like another, no, I was able to view my daughter in the light of, she's just a four year old pushing on her daddy and all daddies is big. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was so huge for me. And you know, you know these things these, these things come, man. These things come. And the fact that I can't stop shopping, like I just got through telling I just got to telling somebody the other day, um, that I I literally had thirty button down shirts and I got convicted about it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I took I took about twenty five of them to the Goodwill. Cause it was just it was it was too much. But what what why would you feel convicted though? Because I just felt like that it was just my purpose for buying them was not to supply the need of being able to have clothes and look oh, okay, nice. okay, okay, okay. They were just like 30 shirts just because I had the ability to buy them. And so it was fun while I could. Yeah. You know, and so 
But it, it was just pointless for me to have mm-hmm. that many shirts, man. I was spending a hundred dollars every two weeks on dry cleaning bills with all that stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just too much. It was just absolutely too much. So I have a couple more, and then we'll we'll try to wrap this up. So, um, what say, say I know you had a moment where you was maybe unfocused, like kind of not to say depressed, but kind of sad or something. Yeah. What what, what what did you do to get kind of over become? Can you, somebody out there might hear this. What did you What did you do to like get out of that funk? You know, get back to like, oh, okay, I'm Desi. This is me. Depressed at what point? Before surgery? After? After? Surgery, after? The process? I don't think I ever dealt with a quote unquote a low point. Well, yeah, you do because you deal with with spots when that scale ain't moving, mm-hmm. and you and and you battle with the fact of, did I do this? And it is not going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Like, did I have them remove my stomach? For and I and I can't eat two dozen wings. Wow. And and it's like, man, I ain't gonna be satisfied with what I eat, <laughs> and I ain't gonna be satisfied with this surgery. And so, kind of how I got past that, man, was just leaning on my wife, her continuing to affirm me and say, man, you're looking good. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. Things are positive. You know, uh, um, you're you're on a journey. Um, stop basing your your success based on someone else's rule book or mm-hmm. what you see to be the norm for somebody else, and just keep up the good work because your mind does play tricks yeah. on. Yeah. You know, when you go through this process, I heard somebody say it best. Um, you got to deal with your demons. Yeah, you do. Because you can't That's just, you can't. I'm telling you, man, I ate a, I ate a pint of Hagen dazs every night. Every night. Every single night. Every single night. I wasn't no better than the man to go up to Circle K and get that new box of new pimps. Well, what? Newports. <laughs> <laughs> every single night. I could tell you about all the flavors. Yeah, you got me on Hawking Dogs. I never really ate that until I got around you guys. And I got it from Low Ring King. So I know we talked about a lot of weight loss things and about your 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 process and everything like that. But is, is there anything else you you might want to kind of talk about in this podcast, or you want to kind of leave it at this? Um, I don't want to take away from what we talked about today, but no, nah, man, we can leave it at this. I feel like I feel like um, you know that I shared my heart. There may be mm-hmm. some questions that people bring along, and as as our co-hosts, we may dive mm-hmm. in and see if we can. Yeah, that, we definitely gonna do that. So that's what we'll do. It, I, I, it's gonna be on YouTube. You guys are gonna watch. You probably watching it now on YouTube. So go ahead and uh, get, get a couple of comments. We'll 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 say maybe give us two to maybe three weeks to get enough uh, enough comments and questions and what we'll do we'll take maybe the top ten questions yeah. and then we'll come back and have you yeah. answer those and, questions and, 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 and we'll roll through them real quick because yeah. part of the reason why um, I wanted to do this today is because um, you know that is a stage in my life that is not who I am mm-hmm. and so you know I'm to the point now to where it's like okay now that that's over now let's move on mm-hmm. let's move on um, you know, there's sometimes people people stay on things as a rallying cry. And again, I'm here to be support. Um, but I'm still Desmond Jerome Sweet. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I'm not defined That's by good, any type of surgery. I'm not defined by um, the weight loss. Grateful that I had it. Mm-hmm. Feeling the best I've ever felt in life. But hey, we got real world issues out here, man, that exactly. we got to attack and that we got to deal with. There's things we got to deal with uh, to better humanity and to build up people that are walking around in our streets, in our communities that don't have the resources that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, there's bigger there's bigger fish to fry. There's bigger issues out here. Um, and, and, and that's the way I like to spend my time is helping to build up people, helping to restore them. Um, I've learned at this phase in life that we are all like an automobile. Mm-hmm. And in an automobile, you have a full signal and you have an empty signal 
and some company that you keep and relationships that you have uh, some of them help fill you up and some of them drain you free yeah, and I want people to come into an environment with, with me and it'd be like a filling station. I want to be the person that helps build people up, not drain people out. That's good. And we're going to end it like that, man. So we're going to give big hand claps to Desmond Sweet, man. Thank you for coming through. This is going to be, like he said, he told me before we started, it's going to be my most viewed uh, podcast so far. And I believe it is, man, because... Like I said, you're gonna. This is gonna be a, a life changing uh, podcast right here. I'm. I'm. I, I thank you for even because you came to me about that. I, I thank you for even wanting to do this. Yes, this sir. is real big for, uh, for for me and the podcast. And that's it, that's what the podcast is about, man. This podcast is about the Marcus Hall podcast. We talk about a little sports, a little bit of that. But the main thing about this podcast is to help people become better people. No matter what you want to become, like I said, it could be a lawyer, doctor, want to lose weight. This is the thing. This it's going to be a platform to help people. That's why I think it's going to go far because it ain't about me. It's about helping others and doing things like that. So. And as you're watching it, you can also catch this episode. It's going to be on iTunes. You can catch it on Podbean. You can catch it on uh, Snippets. It will be on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and things like that. So you can catch me all uh, all those platforms. So and then we'll let you uh, give your give your uh, your uh, tag again. What social media you on again? Okay, so people can um, check I'm, it out. I'm, I'm only on Instagram. Okay, uh, Desmond Sweet. I'm very active on LinkedIn um, and in in that professional network as well. So. Um, you can hit me up there as well because, uh, you know, I feel like it's played a big factor in my professional life as well. I'm able to do what I do with more confidence and things like that. So I plan on sharing this um, with my professional network as well. And don't get it wrong. Don't come with no weird questions and stupid stuff because oh, he will come? get you. You can come with him. <laughs> he going to get you. you, you so I'm, I'm, just getting, I'm just getting you prepared. Do not. Don't do that. This, if you're going to be serious about it, be serious about it because – just, just believe Marcus when I say this. Don't, don't come with the nonsense. Oh, you, so you, you can he's saying you can, but I'm letting you know. I'm giving you I warning. Just, I'm not gonna guarantee a response. So uh, you can come with. But like I said, thank you so much. This is my brother here, man. And like I said, we're gonna be back on this, on this, uh, about this, this subject again. So remember, y'all, go ahead and send those questions in, and we'll get those answers for you guys. And y'all like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe to my podcast, man. Let your your, your family know. And like I said, this only this, think this is gonna be my ninth podcast. So we gonna give me a year or so. I'm gonna get. We're gonna be real good at this, man. So let's let me know, man. So uh, give me your feedback on anything like that, and be positive, man. So. You already good, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, we we trying in here, man. We I'm trying. Proud of you. You, you you're the type that I've heard you talk about stuff like this um, for years. Mm-hmm. And while some people feel like, oh, you know, he's just talking, you're a person that I've seen. Sometimes you're able to take big steps. Sometimes you're able to take baby mm-hmm. steps. But you're always making progress. And yeah. so that's that's the blessing um, that God has placed inside of you. Nobody is successful without consistently moving forward. So I'm proud of you, man. You're doing I thank you. Things. And thanks to the Swedes family. They, they took that country you know, that country out of me and put that put that little polish on me a little bit. You know? We took I a think lot of it out. Yeah, a lot of it. Dressing-wise, yeah, much that. I'm going to tell you this a little slower, and we're going to end it. But I remember one day I was in the car. And I think you had went out and you and you did something. And me and Mick was in the car, and she was telling him. She says, um, you, "Your mustache, like you know, would be cute. It would be nice." I was single and everything. She said, "Would be cute if you kind of like thin it out a little bit." I had a thick mustache, and I'll never forget. She said, "Go ahead and thin Harvey. it out." <laughs> yeah, go ahead and thin it out a little bit. And I had long hair, y'all. Y'all might not remember. If I find a picture, I'll post it on this on this thing right here. I'll post it right now. I had a perm. I thought it was nice. I thought it was dope. 
But Mika and Desi, whoo, I mean, the laughter. I mean, I mean, the the how they were laughing. I mean, I mean, their side was hurting so much because the the, the the way the way it happened the way it happened was I had an old palm picture and I thought it was nice. Come from Texas South, I thought it was dope. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna show them this picture. Like, oh, that's dope. They looked at that picture one time and Mika was like. <laughs> When she did that, his side was hurting. They stopped the car laughing. I'm looking like, really? So, like I said, they, they polished me up real good. What you see right now is good. Like I said, I wasn't nothing but the polish they put on me, man. The sweet family, I, I love them, man. I thank them for, for a lot. They, it's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Like, Desi pushed me a lot of things and gave me confidence. Because seeing his confidence gave me confidence. And I want to tell you thank you on, on right now about that. So, like I said, and we you, we got a lot of we got a lot of life to live, so th- good things gonna happen. So, like I said, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, tell your friends, you got friends, family members that deal with this, and they don't how to let them watch this podcast. I, I, their, their, their life will turn around, and they'll get a lot of more. Don't feel shame and all that kind of thing, different thing like that. So, like I said, thank you again for coming, and um, yeah, that's the the Marketal podcast. Appreciate you guys. <laughs>